Young and Dumb, a podcast for the young, dedicated, up-and-coming, motivated, and bold. Hear the journey of incredible individuals like you or I, who accomplish many things in their short lifetimes. Allow them to tell their story and share with you how they got to where they are today. And the best part yet is they're only just getting started. Welcome to the Young and Dumb Podcast. What's going on, everyone? So we are back this week with Daniel Got Hits. You might know him that by his Instagram handle. And both Gary and I grew up playing soccer. We used to love watching freestyle soccer on YouTube. So we grew up with the F2 freestyles of the world, the skill twins. And Daniel's Got Hits would definitely be on our radar if we were growing up now. So we talked about Instagram. We talked about his beginnings in freestyle soccer why he had to make that transition into kind of personal branding because the money of freestyle soccer isn't necessarily there right now. If you got any value from this episode, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, like our podcast on Spotify, whatever platform that you listen on, please like and subscribe on there. Leave us a review. It means the world to us and give us some feedback. Follow us on Instagram, send us a DM. Follow us on Twitter, send us a DM. All of these things, we are building this community for you guys. We're able to share these stories. So the bigger we grow, the better stories we get, the bigger guests we get on, and the more value we can help with you. So yeah, let's hop right into it. We gave him the word freestyle. So this week, we freestyle with Daniel. Get Your Growing Up presents another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast with your co-hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, checking in with you guys. Once again, we are racking up the episodes. We are firing our way through 2019. Uh, and this week, we decided to stay, take a stop in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we have we brought on a man who has the hits and the touch of an absolute Angel, Daniel, say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up? Yo, racking up the podcast, guys. I like it. Good, good hustle. Good hustle. Always, always. And just like you, we juggle a lot on our plate, literally and physically. Um, and we'll get into that just in a little bit. But before we do, we want to know about your journey. And we want to take that journey and turn it into our famous loading bar. Okay. So on this loading bar from zero to 100%, where do you feel like you are on your journey? Um, and I guess you would say a music artist, an Instagrammer, whatever. I kind of don't really have a set defined term. Um, I kind of started building my fan base just through being a freestyle soccer player. So that basically means, you know, doing crazy soccer tricks with the ball um, and like crazy stunts and juggling and all that kind of stuff. Basically like Harlem Globetrotters, but soccer, soccer version. Um, so... Yeah, I just started gaining a fan base through that. I started in like 2008, which is, you know, crazy to think that it's been like 10 years now. Um, And yeah, I used to compete all over the world. I used to be sponsored by Red Bull, you know, going to all those events and traveling everywhere, uh, you know, Asia, Africa, everywhere. It's like competing at the sport. Um, And then 2012, I finished second in the whole world at freestyle soccer. That was like a kind of big moment for me that kind of, you know, got my name out there a lot. And I just took it from there and just, 
you know, these days I do a lot of videos on Instagram, YouTube and stuff. And I try to make, um, try to make freestyle soccer, like something that everyone can relate to and do like funny skits and, you know, collabing with other people and other creators and stuff and just kind of bring it, bring it out there to the people and just make it something relatable and that everyone can be involved in. So yeah, that's kind of like the rough summary of where I'm at now. Dude, that's that's awesome, man. Freestyling like soccer or freestyle anything has always been really unique for me because you can make a living, so to say, from it, but not really because it's not like playing soccer where everyone is going to look for it. Same thing if you're looking at like the freestyle basketball, it's similar way there. Talk me through why you think people like yourself, the F2 freestylers, the skill twins have kind <laughs> hey. of been able to leverage social media in their favor to turn freestyling into an actual lifestyle so to say yeah sure that's a really good question so yeah like you said it's uh if you're just kind of a freestyler with no social media you know following or you're just really just about the sport and you're like yo i don't really want to do all that social media stuff i just like training and you know just practicing the tricks and competing you'll get so far but then to a certain point there's like, you know, a limit you'll hit where you won't really be able to earn a good living um, unless you transition into that social media space or something else, you know, where you're going to have a lot more attention on you because the freestyle competitions, like you said, basketball, soccer, even it's like the early days of skateboarding. It's really, really, really underground, you know, like you could win the world final of freestyle soccer and you literally just get a pat on the back like, hey, good job, bro. Like, all right, see you next year. Like. You don't get like anything. There's been a few competitions recently that have started to have some bigger budgets for prize money and stuff. Like there was one I, I competed in like recently in China where the winner got like $10,000. So that's pretty good. But, you know, only one guy out of like 32 players got the prize money and everyone else gets like nothing. So like you can't really – it's not something you can really base a career around. Um, so – I've always been aware of that and try to be like, okay, like what else can I bring to the table? Um, and I always just really loved making videos even before Instagram, before everything. I used to just put videos on Vine. I used to put anywhere I could put a video, I was putting dumb videos up there, kind of like always trying to find something funny, a funny aspect of like freestyle or just, you know, maybe just a dumb prank with the soccer ball or just like whatever I could do to make people laugh because I love making people laugh and bringing like entertainment out there. So, um, yeah, I, I was just like doing it and luckily I guess people are connecting with my stuff and it's allowed me to build a good, a pretty good fan base, um, of people supporting me, which I really appreciate. And yeah, thankfully, um, been working with some awesome brands and stuff. Um, yeah, like basically spreading the word with my fan base and yeah, linking up with cool brands. It's, it's been awesome. Word. And I think you have, I guess the perfect recipe, um, for, social media success you have your niche uh which is freestyle soccer uh, but then you add a uh, a relatable spin to it so whether it's through um music collaborations um funny skits you add that all together and essentially you have a recipe for success uh it's it's incredible looking through your instagram all the people you've been able to meet all the places you've been able to go i mean honestly it's it's astounding but i want to talk about through your time, um, through your progression as a, a freestyler, um, an entertainer, and basically an all-around um, social media personality, how um, how have you maintained those relationships and built relationships over the years? 
Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. That's that's uh, really nice of you to say. I think for you know building relationships, um, honestly, I feel like the best way. Well, first of all, I was really lucky because I had such a long time in the freestyle scene itself, and this is before any social media, before followers, before money from like different brands, before anything like that. Is literally it was always about the community for me, and like I used to organize community meetups. Uh, where I was like, hey guys, like we should all just get together on this date and just like jam and freestyle. So I used to organize these yearly meetups because I used to live in Ireland. My dad's from Ireland. So I used to live in Ireland. I was organizing these yearly meetups in um, Holland every year in Amsterdam because that's kind of like the birthplace of freestyle soccer. So I was like, yo, let's do a meetup every summer in Amsterdam and just get everyone together. So they were like these massive community events and like everyone was just there for the love of it no money involved like nothing at all it's just literally just like hey let's all come together and just jam for like a week have fun meet each other so i've always been active in the scene like that and since i was there in 2008 that was really like the very start of freestyle around that time so i've just constantly been in the community and because of that you people give you respect because they know that okay this guy has really been here from the start and it's he had the right intentions all along and you know okay maybe he has all these followers and stuff now and he's doing a brand deal with xyz and maybe it looks like a little bit commercialized now but they know oh wow like i've really seen this person since they were like 16 years old just coming to all these meetups you know sitting on a bus for like seven hours to go meet up with two other guys and like practice tricks and stuff so you know uh, that way is how i built the the real relationships from the community those are like people who are Literally, when I have like a wedding, I'm gonna invite these people, like real life, you know. And then, in terms of other people that aren't freestylers, just literally getting out there and meeting people, and you know, um, not overly trying to network. Really, just kind of just going out there, having fun. If you meet someone that's cool and you guys click, yo, what's up? Oh, cool. What's your Instagram? Yo, let me follow you. Bam, follow back. Okay, wow, this person in like two years just became like a big ass YouTuber. That's crazy. Well, I knew them from two years ago, so let's link up or, you know, and then recently with my following getting bigger, it's getting a like someone's stuff. I can just kind of slide in the DMs. <laughs> What's up? Like, I love your videos. Let's do something. Whereas, you know, I, I remember when I had like, you know, 5,000 followers or like 4,000 followers, it wasn't really possible. You know, no one's really going to hit you back. Unfortunately, that's just a reality a lot of times. So now I'm like, enjoying for once the kind of like ease of you know just dming someone with like 500k followers be like yo what's up let's do a video and they're just like all right let's do it i'm like wow this is a lot easier than what i used to do <laughs> so uh yeah i think just getting out there meeting people um you know you're never really gonna meet people if you're just sitting around at home so anytime someone invites you to an event be like all right i'm gonna go uh, yo, you want to come to this film screening my friend's doing? Yeah, let's go. You want to come to this thing? Yeah, let's go. Just always say yes, get out there and just meet people. That's what I would say. Dude, that's amazing. And I want to touch upon that beginning step that you're talking about when you had 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 followers. How did you start to grow? I know a big thing with instagram and youtube and everything it's all about collaborations you collab with people who have the same amount of followings as you but when you're first starting out how did you reach out to people to in a genuine way of like okay let's work together and let's figure out a way that we can both grow from this sure so to be fully honest at the start i don't really remember i don't actually remember ever being around four or five thousand i think i kind of like 
some stuff went viral like right out the gate and I already had that core following of like freestyle soccer fans. I think I like pretty quickly got to around like 15, 20. That's kind of where I like pretty quickly got there just for people that already knew me and, you know, follow me. And then from there is where it kind of like was like that slow grind, literally slow the whole way up. Um, but a lot of things just like, uh, man, just like putting videos out and then one one out of every 10 videos might get a little buzz. And like at the time it was like if a video of mine got like, uh, you know, 30 or 40,000 views, I'd be like, damn, that's crazy. That went viral, right? For me, just putting out a bunch of videos and at the time I wasn't really collabing much at all. I was just like putting out videos, putting out videos, putting out videos. And then um, uh, I had like, I remember I had like this uh, Google Chrome extension or like some random ass like Instagram bot like that would like certain hashtags. I know there's like these bots that will comment and stuff. I never did like a common thing. I've always felt like that was really spammy. It's like, or like a, I never did like a follow, unfollow, like nothing. It was literally just like a liker. So I think, and like, I know a lot of people wouldn't say this, but like, I'm just being totally real. I don't care. Like I'm just telling the real, the real shit. So I had like a liking bot and I had it set to like, um, you know, if there was a post with hashtag freestyle soccer, hashtag soccer tricks, hashtag Cristiano Ronaldo, whatever. I just put a bunch of soccer related shit in there. And um, I think that thing would like, it was a free random website and it would just like about two or 300 posts a day or something like that. Um, and then I had that the whole way up till about like 50 or 60K followers. That was helping a lot because people were like, oh, who's this person that just liked my picture of, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, whatever. And then they would see your page. The reason I don't feel like this is too spammy, in my opinion, is because if your page sucks, it won't help at all, right? Like you could like people's picture if you're if they go to your page and your content sucks, they're not going to follow you. So the way I feel about it is, hey, I'm actually doing them a favor. They might find my stuff really cool and funny. So now they see it, they can either decide to follow or not. So I always felt like that was kind of like borderline, but I never really felt bad about doing that. And then when I, I think when I got to like 50 or 60K, um, it was a combination, like the kind of like the liking bot thing, uh, doing videos with other freestylers, doing my own videos, all of that stuff. Shout out for shout out, like all of that stuff. Um, then I got to like 50K and then I started getting like a warning thing about like Instagram, like, hey, you're linking like a third party bot, whatever, like it's like a strike, you know, so I got a warning. So I was like, okay, shit, I'm never doing that again. So like cut off. So like, yeah, that helped me get to like 50K. And then after that, I just, you know, did it organically the whole way. But like, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing something like that. Uh, I feel like uh, to grow on Instagram, you got to exercise every ounce of hustle or like finessing the system that you can, you know, you got to, as long as your followers are real, you're not buying random numbers. If the people are following you that are real, then I feel like everything is pretty much fair game. You know, it's like, that's pretty much it. No, I, I 100% hear you there. I mean, it's, it's all about that growth. Um, and Instagram, as we, some of us may know, some of us may not, um, has had their fair share of problems over the year. I actually tried to start a travel blog um, this past summer. And literally, after I created the account, um, they locked me out of it and said they put me in like legal trouble with it. So I had to go through this whole process to try to get it back. What? No way. Didn't even get it back. There's nothing on yeah. it. So I was like, you know, shrugged it off. But 
Instagram. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy like man. It's crazy. Like I would tell if there was any piece of advice I would tell people is 100% do not ever buy followers ever, ever, ever. No matter how tempted you are, you think, oh, I've been stuck at like eight and a half thousand for a year. Maybe I should just buy like a couple followers to get over 10,000. Don't do it. It's never a good idea. You might get, I don't know like what will happen, but maybe Instagram will see that you did something. They'll delete you. Or if they don't, it doesn't matter anyway because now your engagement is lower because those people are not even real people. They can't like or comment your post. So you're in looks shit. That's why you see people with like 100K followers and they get like, you know, four likes. You're like, all right, bro. Like it just, it's, it's, it's actually more respectful. Like people will take you more seriously. People, I feel like reached out to someone for, you know, like uh, to get on a podcast or to do it. They don't really care too much about the following. They just want to know that you're like an authentic person. So I would say never, ever, ever, ever buy followers on any social media platform. It's like the number one way to get people to lose respect for, for you, I feel like. So that's what I would say to people. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like we, we see it to this day. We'll, we'll get a, a like or a follow for someone and like, oh, like, you know, profile picture looks cool. Check out the profile. And then you see 100K followers. All right, dope check one one picture 78 likes Zero yeah you're like yeah you're like, all right, yeah, dude, like exactly. come on like yeah exactly get it right but then you definitely don't give them a chance but if they had like literally two thousand followers you might be like oh well this person seems cool like let me give them a chance but when exactly. you do that it's like no one's gonna give you a chance at anything so exactly authenticity is key people yes sir Yes, sir. So, all right. So get back on track along your journey. Um, we've seen the highlights of your successes. Um, all the people that you've met, all the, um, tell us a little bit about some of the struggles that you've had along the way. Are there bumps in the road? And, um, if so, what are they? For sure. Um, yeah, first of all, I mean, the road is 99% bumps, right? It's like, <laughs> That's the thing what people always say, right? Like Instagram, looking at someone's Instagram is like comparing their highlight reel to your behind the scenes or something. You guys ever hear that quote, right? Um, all the time. It's, so, it's so true. You know, we're just painting ourselves in like these really great light on, on Instagram and on social media. Um, and yeah, no, there's a lot of bumps. I mean, the whole time, like I said, the whole road is bumps. There's like the, the amount of times where you feel like, wow, everything's working great. This is awesome. It's like literally so minuscule compared to the, all the other times. Um you know, right now, okay, it's working pretty well for me. Like, I, I can't lie. I'm pretty happy with where it's at. But, like, I'm sure pretty soon, oh, one algorithm changed and I post one thing and it's, like, getting really, like, low likes. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, no one likes my shit anymore. I'm irrelevant. Oh, shit. Like, so, like, it's a never-ending thing. You just got to have, like, uh, that kind of – you can't really connect your personal self-worth to, to your journey on the Internet or, like, gaining followers, gaining subscribers, gaining views – you have to be like confident in yourself and who you are and be like, you know what? If they took away the internet tomorrow, I'm still me. I'm a, you know, this type of person or like, these are my morals. You have to separate this from reality because it's not really real, but to, to just get to your point of like some of the struggles, um, you know, I remember when I was younger, like uh, trying to qualify for certain freestyle competitions and getting rejected. Like maybe they're picking the top scene videos and like, then they're flying those people out to like a certain tournament, like 100%. It should be in the top 10 or 12, and I don't even get in the top 16. And I'm like, maybe like practiced all year to get in that tournament, and now all my friends got on the list and I didn't. And I'm like, shit. And you know, I'm like, just like heartbroken from it because that was all I cared about at the time. Or maybe like entering a competition and losing in the first round when I practiced, uh, trying to like get to like the later stages 
um, then with maybe social media stuff like you know dozens and dozens and dozens of videos and like lo losing followers maybe people are like unfollowing you know like just so many things like that um and yeah just times when you have like 20 bucks in your bank account and all your friends who maybe took a more stable path are um you know in a good job like well paid they know on their on the first of the month every month they're getting this amount of money bam 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 and i'm out here like Yo, damn! Like, I hope, uh, I hope I can get like a pack of rice at the supermarket. <laughs> so, yeah, just shit like that, just regular, regular stuff, you know, that people got to go through. Um, but yeah, I don't think you, as long as you love what you're doing, it never really, it never felt like a big struggle, you know. I always just felt like, ah, oh, shit, like th this is kind of sucks right now, but like, all right, whatever, let me just make the next video. Like, I never really got too discouraged, um, even when I was, you know, super you know, broke or like nothing going right, or maybe, you know, not getting qualified for a tournament or this, or that. I'm always just like, maybe I feel bad for myself for like a day or two, eat a bunch of Ben and Jerry's in my room, like watching Netflix, be like, all right, I'm ready again. Let's go. Let's go back at it. Like, that's amazing, man. Yeah. So let's talk about, I think one of the biggest things, especially with our generation is being able to find your community right so for you it was the freestyle community and that's kind of helped you you've leveraged that into growing your whole social media soccer platform if you want to call it that for esports gamers they use like discord and places mm -hmm. like that to find people that are like-minded for you what did you use to find other freestylers and what can people use today to find other freestylers that they could either collab with or just even get to know so they can build like friendships people that sure, they, sure. they like yes yeah, that's a good question I so at the start before social media like 2008 2009 there was actually a forum for freestylers called beyondfootball.com and like er that was the place you know you get back home from school bam you go straight on beyond football there was all these sub forums of like people posting their latest training clips for feedback um you know questions about hey what ball should i use what soccer like sneak, uh, shoes should i use like this that all the all those type of things so these days it's actually a shame we kind of lost that community element now everyone's just like yo look at my instagram follow my instagram like yo like like and subscribe like there's no you know it's not really about a we it's more about me now like which kind of sucks and it's really hard to find that community these days i feel sorry for the kids starting freestyle now it's a lot a lot less about the community aspect like i really miss that vibe of like the community it really does lose that underground vibe when, once things transition into like you know brand deals and like everyone's about like oh i want i need to get more followers than him and her because they do freestyle too so i need to be on above them like it just gets crazy so um you know i've just maintained those friendships over the years with all the freestylers and try to make try to never let that personal like sense of needing to get further and further like never let that kind of overshadow the kind of like hey man like the community is still what got you here like don't forget that you know don't forget about the kid who's like 13 and dms you like yo i'm coming to new york like i'd love to like train with you or like meet up like is there any you know it's easy to start being like well i'm too busy now i gotta do this and this and this but it's like i always try to just remember that i was that kid and like i would have wanted to meet up with my you know quote unquote idols or whoever like they're looking up to so i'm always trying to like make sure i do my best to give back to the community in that way but i think for people doing other things like there's great resources out there like look at reddit you know like i think reddit's a cool place to 
Um, if you're into, you know, whatever the hell you're into, like there's definitely a Reddit forum for it. Um, go on Instagram and like, if you're into gardening, just search like hashtag gardening, you know, just fucking like scroll around, like start finding people. And then you'll just go from there and then they'll be like talking about their friends on their story. Like, Hey, Oh my God, I love this person's new thing. And you, you start like finding out who the kind of, you know, most active people are in that community and you start linking up and making friends. But I think trying to get transition it from online into real life is really cool. You know, if you're a young photographer and you live in whatever, Idaho, like try to meet up with some other young photographers in Idaho, like try to get it into real life because that's where you go kind of more deeper and build a connection with people more so than online. I feel like. Exactly. And like, even through the, the, the podcast, as an example here, um, a lot of the people that we have on the podcast, we haven't actually met in real life. Right. Um, but through these relationships um, and getting through similar interests, we're interested in them and all they have to offer to the world. Uh, they're interested in the podcast and um, what essentially we're offering to our listeners. Um, we are able to build relationships off of that and then meet up with these individuals in real life. And then from there, that leads to more collaborations. And then we have a, a lifetime of um, connections and growth all because we decided to reach out on a, an, inter, an internet forum. So, I mean, I think that's a really cool way to think about things. And for all the listeners out there, there is a community for you, no matter what you're into. Yep. Um, it can be something as small as action figure making or something as large as um, scaling skyscrapers for all you King Kongs out there. Like there's something for you. There's a forum that you can get behind. So hop on the internet check it out. Google's a great place to start. But taking a look back at your, your journey so far, Daniel, uh, we've only accomplished small percentage, 10% of your journey. And uh, we've been all around the world, been through a lot of different uh, venues, different people that we've met, a lot of connections built. Give us a little insight on what 100% looks like for you. Dude, I really don't know, but uh, I think that's the fun part, right? It's like I don't really want to have everything perfectly mapped out because even if you do anyway, it, it rarely follows your plan. You know, you think you have a plan of like, you know, oh, I wanted like intent on it. And then maybe five years later, you're like, wow, like, thank God I didn't do that. The, what I'm doing right now is way more fun and interesting than that, you know? So like um, I try to just keep a shorter time frame. I, I don't really like uh i'm, I'm a, i don't know if do you guys like believe in like star signs like yeah a little, a little bit. i don't know uh, anyway i'm a gemini and gemini is like known for being very uh kind of like in the site not indecisive but more so like starting a lot of projects and not necessarily like finishing each one, like just kind of scattered. Like we're like, Oh, this looks fun. Do it today for like one day. It's like the most exciting. Oh, I'm going to do this forever. You just do it for one day. You're like, all right, I'm going to do this over here. So I like, I already know the way my personality is. It's very hard for me to commit to something for like a long period of time. Um, what I tend to do is just do a bunch of stuff. And then th those things that I love, I naturally just kind of keep doing them. And then I don't really like plan to, but it's like, yo, freestyle, cool. I still do that every 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 year of my life. I've just been doing freestyle, making music. I love making music. I'm right here. got my home studio set up right here. So I just kind of do whatever I feel is naturally the right path at that moment. And I think too much about if I feel like changing course or I feel like a new idea comes in and I'm like, yo, I want to try this idea. I'll at least try it and see what happens. And if it doesn't connect, maybe 
you know, it doesn't resonate with my audience as much or I don't find it as fun anymore. I'll be like, cool. All right, cut that off. Try something else. Like I don't really overthink it. So to answer your question, I don't know what hundred percent looks like. I just think, uh, more so than trying to reach like milestones or achievements, my hundred percent that I'm trying to get to every day is like being the most present I can be making sure I'm like being healthy, exercising, trying to eat well, treating people, uh, and like being more calm, not like being, you know, impatient at life, just like being just very, um, kind of self possible to the point where I'm just like as genuine as I can be and never like doing things for the, with the wrong intentions. I'm always trying to be like very genuine and like trying to like take a deep breath. And cause when you live in New York, it's really easy to like, it's such a big city. It's very ruthless. It start. it's really easy to, your brain starts going into like survival mode and you're just like, yo, I need to grind. Like I'm going to just make as much as I can. Now I need to like do my thing. Like I don't want anyone stepping on my toes. Oh my God. Like, okay, this other person's doing soccer, like fuck them. I need to be bigger. Like you get in this competitive mindset. Right. But, um, I'm not like that at all. Deep down. I'm a very, uh, I like just having fun and like really just being positive. So anytime I feel my, my state of mind going more into that ruthless, like New York, like capitalism, bam, bam, bam. I always try to be like, yo, okay, it's time to start like trying to meditate every morning again and just bring it back into like what really matters, like your friends, your family, doing what you love. So yeah, I tr try to be myself as much as possible and hopefully be a better person every day. That's, that's what my 100% really looks like, I think. Amazing, man. So with that, we get to move on to our favorite part, which is the deep thinking questions. So oh, are you ready? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so question number one. You touched on this earlier that you shouldn't be tied to the amount of number of followers that you have or your content in general. If the internet did disappear, what mm. would you be doing? Um, <laughs> if the internet disappeared, what would I be doing, man? I don't know. Like, could I still make music? I guess I would still be doing the same stuff. I just wouldn't be earning any money. I'd be like living under a bridge, probably. Um, Still yeah, I don't know. Soccer ball, though. Yeah, I would just be doing the same thing, and I don't know how I'd be earning money, but I'd figure out. I'm, I'm a hustler. I'd figure out some way to make a living off it. And uh, but yeah, I'd still be doing the same thing. I, I think that's that's a lame answer, but that's just what I feel like I would do. <laughs> no, no, that's real. That's real as fuck. Like you, you love what you're doing, and you can't see yourself doing anything else. So why change? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. All right. Second question for you. This one's a, a little more of a fun question. Um, as a, a Sunday a Sunday league expert like myself, um, I consider myself to be uh, a Sunday league DeAndre Yedlin. Justin, Damn. I don't know. But <laughs> crazy. if you had to compare yourself to one professional soccer player right now, who would that be and why? Um, That's a great question, man. I would say uh, I would probably comp compare myself most to like someone like Pogba because um, we both got the crazy hairstyles, you know, like we both kind of have a bit of a divisive opinion, you know, out there. Like sometimes people think maybe like, oh, this guy's just like kind of showing off or like, why does he have like crazy hair? Like, who does he think he is? Like, you know, stop trying to show off or get attention and stuff. I feel like Pogba gets those same criticisms, but deep down, he's just a really uh, hardworking like humble dude he's very seems like really down to earth and stuff and i just love the way he plays i think he plays with a lot of like swag and passion and he's really hard working so 
yeah, I would aspire to be like Pogba. Like he's a good role model of mine. So I, I really like Pogba a lot. I would say Pogba. Love it, man. Hey, man, you got the you got the Instagram blue check mark. So hit up Pogba. You might get a collab. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that would, yo, that'd be crazy, man. Yeah, I need to start doing more of that. I never really reach out to anyone. Like honestly, I need to. I'm always just kind of like I don't know. I just kind of just do chill and just do my thing. But I probably should just start hitting random people up. I'm gonna DM Drake after this. Be like, yo, what's up, Drizzy? <laughs> hey man we got you on and we only have like 1k followers on ig so it's about the yeah, same you gotta ratio. give it a shot man it's true i'm very like i have that gary v mindset a lot of like you know 1000 followers is a lot like fuck it that's a thousand people you know like it's not every day that you can talk to a thousand people like i i really just like i'm totally content with doing things from the ground up like even at whatever followers i'm at 360k or whatever it's like you know so what like let me talk to anyone who seems like a good chill person or someone who seems fun to talk to like i'm down you know facts no i appreciate that and i appreciate you coming on so before we ask our final question where can people find you where can they find this amazing content i know you got it your youtube channel out too so where can they find all of that Yes, sir. Everybody, yo, you guys can hit me up on Tinder, tinder.com slash Daniel got hits. Not just playing. Um, yeah, just everywhere. Just go, just go wherever YouTube, Instagram. I want to post all my crazy bullshit. Uh, YouTube, I, I got to start um, getting really back on that YouTube grind. Um, but yeah. Feel free to follow, uh, subscribe to my YouTube as well. But yeah, wherever you guys prefer, just search up Daniel Got Hits. Follow my Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you guys stream music on. Yeah, everywhere. Awesome. We'll have all that linked in the summary. So final question. What's a question that you wish that we asked you? That's a tough one. What do people usually say when you ask that? I mean, some people are just like, well, the, the, the main premise around the question is like, everyone comes into uh, an interview with expectations, you know, like even if it's not uh, consciously, like subconsciously, there's something that you come into the podcast wanting to say. Not everyone has that expectation come true. So essentially, this is your chance to share. Some people have that oh, lingering question. You. Some people just want to shout out some people. Some people just want to leave something behind like know what if you take anything from this here you go but essentially the question's yours got you it's a crazy question because it's like for me when i hear it i'm always like i don't know it's kind of like it's, it seems like slightly like narcissistic it's like, <laughs> like what like it's just like i don't really have anything in mind that i wanted to like say in particular i think you guys asked really really good questions i'm not just saying that like you guys had some awesome questions that I really enjoyed like talking about. It wasn't just like the basic ass questions that, that a lot of people or publication stuff ask, you know, like, oh, like, you know, how many times can you juggle a soccer ball? You know, it's just like <laughs> shit like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I think you guys, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Maybe we'll save that for one for episode two. Oh, most definitely. See, I, you're, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I love it, Daniel. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to extend a huge Getro Grind Up Young and Dumb thank you for coming onto the podcast, having some fun with us. It's not every day we get some uh, another soccer fanatic, but it was a lot of fun. Much loved, dude. Gang shit, gang shit. Yo, bro, you know your stuff so much, yo. Next time you come to New York, hit me up anytime. 
or yeah, dude, if you come up from Orlando anytime, like you guys are always uh, welcome to hang. We'll we'll chill, get a coffee, play soccer, whatever you guys want to do. So yeah, thanks for having me on. You guys are really really awesome. I hope the the podcast keeps going well, and um, yeah, I'm happy to you know try to connect you guys with any other people I know who might be you guys might want to get on. I think they'll they'll have fun talking to you guys too. So keep doing your thing. Get your grind up. Much love, much love. And for all of our listeners out there, if you want to see Daniel, you know he has the hits. Hop on our website, getchogrindup.com, or you can follow us on social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Get Your Grind Up. Like I said it, all year, we're coming for you 2019 with the hits. Daniel's got the hits. We got the hits. Always remember we are all young and dumb. And never forget, get Joe grind up. Joe grind up. Come on, let's go. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.